Welcome back to the Ask Pastor John podcast with longtime author and Pastor John Piper. And uh, Pastor John, as we near the end of this January, we arrive at Psalm 22. For those of you uh, reading along with us in the Navigator's Bible reading plan, Psalm 22 has been in front of us now for a few days. It's a haunting psalm, haunting from the very opening line, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22, verse 1, very heavy, and it's especially haunting because this line becomes one of the cries of Jesus from the cross. Psalm 22 is all about Christ, and it's on his lips in the crucifixion accounts uh, in Matthew 27, 46, and Mark 15, 34. But to hear him recite Psalm 22, 1 leads us to ask this, was Jesus confused by the cross? That's what a listener by the name of Bridget wants to find out today. Here's her email. Pastor John, I love the Lord deeply. My faith continues to grow. But I've always struggled with Matthew 27, 45, and 46, where Jesus recites Psalm 22, verse 1. Why would Jesus question the Father like this in asking, Why have you forsaken me? When he certainly knew the answer. It was for this very reason Jesus came to die, to be forsaken on our behalf. Could you give insight into this so that this hurdle in my faith can be removed? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Those terrifying words occur in the two Gospels, Matthew and Mark, Matthew 7, 40, 27, 46, and Mark fifteen thirty four. as Jesus is hanging on the cross near death. So it says, about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice. Amazing. How, how did he have any, any strength mm-hmm. to do a loud voice? Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, the, the Aramaic form. That is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, one very important fact to remember is that these words are the exact first words of Psalm 22. And that's important because Jesus seems to have known that the whole psalm, in some way or other, was about him. Because at least three other parts of this psalm are quoted in the story of his death. So you got verses 1 and 2. This is what the psalm says. Why are you so far from saving me? from uh, the, the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry by day, but you do not answer. And by night, I find no rest. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And then verse seven, all who seek me, see me, mock at me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. And that, those exact words, they wag their heads, quoted in Matthew twenty-seven thirty-nine. And those who passed by derided him, wagging their heads to show that, that this psalm is, is being played out in, in the death of Jesus. And then verse 16 of the psalm, they have pierced my hands and feet. And then verse 18, they divide my garments among them, and they, for my clothing they cast lots. So the words, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me, are part of this psalm that contains, as it were, a script for Jesus' last hours. Hmm. Now, 
Why did he say it? She, she wants to know why the why? Why, why, why did he, why did he say it? And I, I, here's a three-part answer. One, there was a real forsakenness. That's why. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Means he really did. He really did. He's bearing our sin. He he bore our judgment. The the judgment was to have God the Father pour out his wrath on us, and instead he pours it out on him, and that necessarily involves a kind of abandonment. That's what wrath means. He gave him up to suffer the weight of all the sins of all of his people, and uh, the judgment, the judgment for those sins. And we cannot fathom, I don't think we can begin to fathom, all that this would mean between the Father and the Son. To be forsaken by God is the cry of the damned, and he was damned for us. So he used these words because there was a real forsakenness. That's the first reason. Second, the why, it seems to me, is not a question looking for an answer but a way of expressing the horrors of abandonment. Mm -hmm. A couple of reasons for, for thinking this. Jesus knew ahead of time what he was doing and what would happen to him and why he was doing it. His father had sent him for this, this very moment, and he had agreed to come knowing all that would happen. Listen to these words. This is John 18, 4. Then Jesus knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to the arresting mob, who do you seek? Gave himself up. So he knew. He knew it was coming. He knew everything. And and another reason is the moment was one of agony, not theological curiosity. The the moment was one of agony. And and a, a third thought on uh, the fact that he's, he's not asking a question so much as expressing a horror is the words are a reflex of immersion in Psalm 22. Seems. I mean, they're, they're a direct quotation, but you, you, you don't, when you're hanging on the cross, you don't say, well, I think I want to quote some scripture here. It either is in you as the, as the very essence of your messianic calling or it's not. And if it's in you, then you give vent at the, at the worst moment of your life with the appointment of your father scripted in Psalm 22. Hmm. That seems to be right at the heart of what's going on. Let me, let me, let me read um, verses 22 to 24 of this psalm. It goes like this, Psalm 22. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him. Stand in awe of him, all you offspring of Israel. For he has not despised or abhorred the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried. In other words, this psalm ends with a note of triumph. 
So Jesus isn't curious about wondering, how's this going to turn out? He, he had embedded in his soul both the horrors of the moment of abandonment, and he had embedded in his soul for the joy that was set before him, I've got a promise, and God will not despise me in the end. He will take me back. So at some level, uh, he knows it's not a final cry or an ultimate cry. He endured the cross for the joy that was set before him. And the why is not a request for a theological answer. It's a real cry of spiritual desolation with words that were second nature because his whole life was scripted by God. And, and I think the last, the last reason we should say for this, therefore, is that this psalm was his life, crying out reflexively in agony with these words of this psalm show that as horrible as it is, it was all going according to plan. All of it was the fulfillment of Scripture. Even the worst of it was the fulfillment of Scripture, and that moment was probably the worst moment in the history of the world, and it was Scripture fulfilled. So um, he said these words, one, because there was a real forsakenness for our sake. Two, he was expressing desolation, not asking for an answer. And three, he was amazingly fulfilling scripture in the horror of it all and witnessing to the perfection of the plan of salvation. Amen. Yeah, it is both horrifying and beautiful to reflect on these gospel realities. Thank you, Pastor John, for this reflection in Psalm 22, this script for Jesus's last hours. And we have just read it together in our Bible reading plan over the past week or so. In 2024, Pastor John and I are reading through our Bibles together using the Navigator's Bible reading plan. Uh, You can join us if you haven't already. It's still early in the year. You can jump in now and catch up or just start at the beginning of February. Download the Navigator's Bible Reading Plan online for free and join us for month number two and day one. And uh, just pick it up there. And as you read your Bible with us this year, if you come across something that you can't figure out, even though you've tried, ask Pastor John. Email us at askpastorjohn at desiringgod.org. Well, over the years, we've taken up a lot of questions from listeners who struggle with self-doubt wondering if they are in fact an unbeliever, asking whether they have committed the unpardonable sin, asking whether they have or will fall away, asking whether they are one of the non-elect. A lot of sober, fearful, self-reflective questions like these come up all the time. And another one is up next time. I'm your host, Tony Ranke. We'll see you on Thursday.